Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. Whether it's shopping for the holidays or something for a special occasion, gift cards are very popular, but they aren't all created equal. And today we're going to tell you which ones you need to buy, which ones you may get the best deal on, the things to look for, how to make a great choice so that that gift card has real value to the person you give it and you get your money's worth. My guest today is Jill Gonzalez. She is the an analyst with WalletHub, and they've just completed a rather extensive study of gift cards right in time for the shopping season. Jill, welcome to Of Consuming Interest. Thanks for having me. Now, this very interesting subject here because um, from what I gather, gift cards are becoming more and more popular. Is that because we're lazy or is it because they've improved? Or you know, both? I think it's a little <laughs> bit of both. I think if you want to count that we're online shopping more as the same thing as lazy, I think that certainly helps these gift cards. Okay, but yeah, online shopping does uh, does make it a lot easier to purchase them. And now, let's just, before we get started, let's tell people where they can find the study, because it's really rather in-depth, because you talk about the best cards, the biggest discounts, the most popular ones, etc., and that would be at WalletHub.com, am I right? That's right. So you can see all of the most popular gift cards for those people who want to resell their gift cards. We have which ones are the most lucrative there, too. So we have all types of tips and tricks at WalletHub. Yeah, and, and it really does make a difference what you buy and what kind of restrictions there are on them. Now, I know that in recent years, gift cards have improved because of some of the laws that were changed um, in terms of expiration and all of those sort of things. So can you give us kind of an overview of what is it that we really need to know um, when you're looking for a gift card? I mean, there's some. I'm sure there's some questions that you would ask of any gift card. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, gift cards have gotten better. Most of them, if if it's a true gift card, it's illegal for it to expire within five years anywhere in the U.S. So that's one thing to know, especially if you're shopping now, if you go to a store where you have a gift card and that's what you want to use for someone else's gift, just know that as long as you got that within the past five years, you're good to go. You know, no need to check anything out. So I think that's one of the most important things to remember. So you could use a gift card to purchase a gift for somebody else. I like that idea. Okay. And I do like the fact that they, they can't expire uh, right away because that was one of the complaints that we used to get at Call for Action is that you buy a gift card and the first thing you know, it's gone. Now, what about fees? Do any of these charge cards, are they able to charge you a fee? Let's say you keep the card for over a year. Do they put any kind of fee on that? Do they reduce the value of the card? Does that kind of thing happen? Not with true gift cards. With card network gift cards, like you get a gift card from Visa, MasterCard, Discover, those seem like they're just like cash, but they can be used anywhere, and because of that, they actually do come with some types of fees. So retailers make money immediately when one of their gift cards gets purchased. These card network gift cards make money from fees. So that's what you need to look out for. So now this would be, uh, tell us what what some of the others, what would be considered, uh, is it the Visa gift card, which is, as you say, is like cash? Exactly. Visa gift card, MasterCard gift card. Usually those come with fees either for you or for the recipient. 
Okay, so you need to watch out for those fees because they can eat up the value of the card. Um, and that's one thing to consider. Are they as popular as regular? A normal gift card. I don't know if normal is the right word, but a regular gift card would be a card that is issued for a particular retailer or uh, how are they usually identified? Yes. So usually the gift cards that we're talking about are for specific retailers. That being said, you don't want to confuse a gift card and a prepaid card. So they look, you know, very similar. They're usually displayed right next to each other. But a prepaid card, which also comes from Visa, MasterCard, et cetera, uh, does come with fees. A straight-up gift card usually does not. Okay. So you need to make certain you understand the difference. How can a consumer distinguish between the two? Well, this is where the fine print really comes into play. Uh, prepaid cards are reloadable. They're designed essentially to serve the same purpose as a checking account with a debit card. They also have a lot of different fees associated with them. So look to make sure that it says specifically gift card. Usually it will say non-reloadable as well. Okay. So the gift cards are, are not a card that you're going to add money to, whereas the the um, prepaid cards are cards that you put up a certain amount of money and you can add money to that if you wanted to give one to your child to take to college, for example, um, to use to buy things there. May or may not be a good idea. I'm not recommending them, but that could be one use of it. Whereas a gift card, you would use it for a specific thing or a specific um, company or, or retailer. Am I right? Right, with a specific set amount of money. Okay, and and that's and that's not going to expire. It's going to last for five years. What about prepaid cards? So the prepaid cards, that's exactly what we're trying to avoid here. There's obviously no expiration, but it's also up to you to essentially put money on those okay. and use them as such. But every time you might put money on, every time you go over that, kind of like an overdraft fee, uh, there are fees associated with that. Okay, so you have to be really careful. Don't confuse the two. Make sure it's a real gift card and there are not going to be any fees attached to it. It's going to have a certain value, and that value is going to be the same until it's used. Uh, would that be a correct statement? Yes. Okay. All right. So we're, we are now we've got a little bit of basis for these things, what we need to look for. Network cards, as you said, the uh, cards that are issued by the credit card companies have a different use. They have fees. So you need to distinguish between them as well. So uh, and they're not necessarily considered prepaid cards, are they? No, not necessarily. So the uh, network cards are not prepaid. They Some of them can be. Uh, some of them are those reloadable types. Some, once they're done, they're done, but they do come with fees. So it is good to avoid those card network gift cards as well as prepaid cards. So Visa, MasterCard, and Discover, two of the major uh, network cards that do have fees, and you want to be very careful that you're not uh, um lessening the value of the card. Okay. Now, you suggest looking for a discount. That was one of the top things that you suggested for consumers who are shopping for a gift card. What What do you mean? How do you find a discount? So most people think that sales don't apply to the gift card market since they're more like currency than products, but you can actually find some of the best gift cards all for less than face value on gift card exchanges. 
Ah, so good old internet comes in again, save us some money. And then, so you would just order the gift card, you'd pay for it with a credit card or, or whatever. Exactly. And then you would get that and you can present it as a gift. Um, are there any, da- is there a downside for purchasing that way? Well, you know, like anything you buy online, there is a downside in that most of these things are verified. There, There is the off chance that it's not. But usually, you know, you do something like you pay $78 for a $100 Dunkin' Donuts card. So you get the value of that $100. And hopefully, once you get the card, it's completely brand new. Nothing's been scratched off, et cetera. Okay. So uh, shop around. You may find a discount. Now, you talk about loyalty cards, too. Let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned in to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Jill Gonzalez. She's an analyst with WalletHub.com, and we're talking about gift cards, the all-important thing that many of us present to our family and friends during the holiday season or for other special occasions. So distinguishing between them, what are loyalty cards? Because you say, beware loyalty cards. What does that mean? Loyalty cards are a little bit newer to the market. They're not essentially prepaid cards, although they do have some similarities. I think a really good example of this is a Starbucks gift card. You give a Starbucks gift card. It is a gift card. It's also reloadable, so someone can then use that as their means of payment forever, but it's also serving as a loyalty card. You get rewards for how much you spend at Starbucks. So there is one loophole, but with loyalty cards, because you're getting something back, Uh, those can expire with no restriction. So once you do start spending money on that card, probably reloading money, if you don't spend it in a certain amount of time or if you don't spend the rewards in a certain amount of time, those can expire. So that, unlike the regular gift cards, which ha- which are last are guaranteed to last for five years because of the laws that have been enacted in recent years, loyalty cards do not have that protection so they can expire on you. So if you get a loyalty card, which is not what you're recommending, but if you do, just be sure you use it before the expiration date. Are expiration dates usually um, easily found? Do you know when it's going to expire? Is that How do you find that? Uh, typically, that'll say something like, you know, this reward or this money is good to, to until XX or until 60 days of your last purchase, something like that. Okay. Now, one of the problems that I know about gift cards is that so many of them have gone unredeemed. You give someone a gift card and they don't use it. I mean, you know, it's, you've paid for it and there's that value out there, but how there's, you talk about tapping into unredeemed value. How, what do you, what do you mean by that? Well, there's been about a billions of dollars in gift cards that have gone unredeemed in recent years. So you have three basic options when it comes to unlocking the value of all those unused gift cards you might have. First, we talked about going on to a gift card exchange and selling them. You probably won't get face value, but you'll get something if it's a store you don't go to anymore, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, most stores also allow you to trade in old unused gift cards for new ones. So that's great news if you're re-gifting gift cards that have, you know, noticeable wear and tear. So that's one thing to keep in mind. And finally, states 
that do have programs that allow you to get unused funds from expired gift cards under some unclaimed property laws. That's not every state, but it is worth looking into. Ah, that is lovely because the yeah, the unclaimed funds that would be that would mean that it would be yours forever. Exactly. You know, that would really turn it into your cash forever. Ah, that's interesting to know. Is there some place, do you have anything on your website that will tell consumers whether or not it would fit into that, uh, their state would fit into that um, unfunded, uh, the uh, unclaimed funds? Yes, we actually have uh, a gift card study that's right about unclaimed property laws, so you can check that out at wallethub.com as well. So check and see if it's your, because that old card, you may be able to still redeem it if you live in the right state. Is that the majority of states? Do you know, Jill, or is it generally uh, not not too many of them? I would say not too many. Okay. Well, that's something we got to work on. We got an assignment for you, Jill. Let's get get that value because it's going, I mean, it's really is kind of like an unclaimed fund. I mean, it is. So I like that idea. I think that's a great one. Okay. Um, You talk about e-gift cards. What are you talking about there? So now more common than ever are certainly e-gift cards. And especially for those people who have waited until the last minute to get a gift for someone, you know, right before your gift exchange, Mm -hmm. You can send one online and say, hey, it's actually waiting for you on your phone or at home. So e-gift cards have definitely been gaining traction, especially when people can just use them from their phone. They never have to print them out. So it's just easier in terms of logistics and time. Now, who offers e-gift cards? Is this typical of retailers, or are there only a certain number of them that are offered? It's most major retailers now. Most tend to have e-gift cards. And, you know, unless you're buying in store, it's common for you to ship an e-gift card from your computer to someone else rather than, you know, go to the store and actually purchase one. So I can, I can, it can be, it'll be sent to my phone. I can keep it on the phone. And when I go to that retailer, I can purchase it or I could purchase online, I guess, by, by some method, right? Exactly. Yeah. You can just type in the number online or you can have it pop up on your phone when you're checking out at a retailer. So very I love it. Oh, my goodness. Are they very have they been? I would suspect that they've become very popular. Yeah, they've really gained traction in recent years. I think, you know, depending on what kind of store you're looking at, you know, if you're getting someone an Amazon gift card, they're only getting an online one. I see. So uh, how do you find out whether or not this particular retailer that your friend loves or your family member loves, uh, whether or not they offer uh, e-gift cards? Would Would that be available at their website? Yeah, exactly. If you go to check out at their website, they typically sometimes only offer those e-gift cards online. So then all you'll need is your friend's email address to go ahead and send that. And usually that's a better deal because a lot of these stores, if you do want, if you're ordering online, but you want a solid physical gift card, oftentimes they'll charge you shipping for it. So it's better to just get it online. Yeah, I would be save yourself some money. I'm always into saving self money um one of the one of the things that you all talk about is budgeting and how people overspend don't use these gift cards as an excuse um to overspend for the holidays because it's going to come out of your money um now let's talk about some of the things that you all found in terms of the best gift cards um and there were there were some significant differences, and I I'm not sure that I understood some of the things like the the um, the best gift cards. You came up with a list of the top five. 
So let's just, um, for example, the Disney gift card, and you put a value beside it of 75 points. Not quite sure what you mean, and how did you assign points to that? So we have two different rankings here. We have the best gift cards that's more from a resale point. So the Disney gift card resells for a pretty high uh, dollar amount, about 80% of what you would buy it for. So as a reseller, that's a good gift card. Okay, so that means if I didn't want to keep it, I could resell it. Let's let's just take a break here, and then we'll come back to this uh, as soon as we get back from our break. Uh, you're listening to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Jill Gonzalez. She is an analyst with WalletHub.com, and we're talking about gift cards. Tis the season to buy gift cards, or actually all year long. We just kind of focus on them around the holidays. Um, okay, so if I get a gift card and I don't want to keep the gift card, I don't want to use the services, it's not something I use, I can sell it? How do I sell it? You would sell it on a gift card exchange. So, you know, like you're putting something on eBay, very similar. I see. Okay. And so um, then I would just follow the same kind of rules that I would if I'm selling any other item. It would be the same kind of thing. And the Disney card comes out to be the one that has the greatest the greatest value. What about the biggest buyer discount? I'm not quite sure. There, I gather, you're talking about the discount for when you purchase the card? Exactly. So the average buyer discount on a Visa gift card is actually one of the biggest. Okay. And what does that mean? A discount on what? In buying the card or discount on purchasing items with the card or... or Define that for me. I'm buying the actual gift card. I'm buying the gift card. So that would be one of the important things. However, that is a network card. So you have to keep in mind that it, 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 am I correct about that? Right. And I think that is why it has the biggest buyer discount. I see. Okay. Because the the incentive to buy it perhaps is not as great as a regular gift card. Um, Okay. So the most popular so the most popular probably is more straightforward and, and probably more what people want to know here. Uh, the top five gift cards, we can start with number five is the iTunes gift card. Obviously, plug that into your iTunes account. You can get anything from more storage on your phone to movies to books to music to apps. So that one is still pretty popular. Uh, number four was the American Express gift card. Definitely a network gift card, but I think people like it because they can spend it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Number three was the Walmart gift card. Not quite cash, but you can still basically get anything with it. Uh, so that's why it was number three. Number two, back to network, is the Visa gift card. Again, since people use it anywhere, it's pretty popular. And number one seems to be taking over the world more and more every year. It was the Amazon gift card. Okay. Um, Yeah, you know, I like, in many ways, I like the idea of the network gift card because of their, you can use them anywhere. I mean, no matter where, it doesn't have to be a retailer that you frequent. So that gives you a great deal of flexibility. And that certainly should be something that I think that consumers should consider when they're looking into giving a gift card, whether or not this person is going to uh, have a greater use of the card. But just keeping in mind what some of the shortcomings are. Um, And then you talk about the resale value um, of a $100 gift card. And I gather Walmart tops the list. Yeah, Walmart tops the list. So as long as you still would want some some big bucks back for your card, Walmart is certainly hard to beat. Uh, Just if you have a $100 gift card, you'll get 
around $88 for it. Well, that's something to consider. So um, we just have a few minutes left here. Let's let's look at the highlights. Okay, so consumers need to shop around. They need to understand the difference between a gift card, a network card, and a prepaid card, which is going to be something totally different. Uh, that's a, another animal altogether. Um, e-gift cards are new and popular. What are some of the other points that we want to make for our view, our listeners? And, you know, if you are digging around this holiday season, you find some of your old gift cards, just know that as long as you've gotten them within the past five years, you can put them toward your holiday shopping this year. Or if they look a little bit older, you can always try to swap it out for a new one at most stores. They should be able to help you out with that. So go to the retailer where the card uh, where the card allows me to make uh, to use it and see if I can't get them to issue me a new card I'm like, that can turn around and buy my holiday gifts. So that works. I like that idea. Um, At any rate, so the biggest thing for consumers is to keep in mind the differences in the cards, whether or not there's going to be fees attached to it, the flexibility, some of the other things. I like the idea that you talk about the network cards in terms of the flexibility, because I do think that 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 may be very important to a lot of consumers, wouldn't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I would think, you know, gift cards are one of those things that are wanted year after year. They're typically the second most sought-after gift behind whatever, you know, the hot uh, commodity is for the year. But, you know, people want them. I think it used to be a throwaway gift, and now it's pretty lucrative. Well, and I believe that they've increased in popularity, and I I do think that some of the, the laws that have been written to protect consumers in terms of gift cards have probably had something to do with that, particularly extending the expiration date so that it can't just expire next month or next year. Um, I, I like that a great deal. But I do find it rather distressing that there are so many of them are unredeemed. Why in the world don't we redeem a diff- gift card? For the same reasons, I think we don't redeem most things. You know, we forget about it. We misplace it. Uh, we we might think it, that it expired. You know, we might not just be aware of some of these rules. But I think it really just comes down to misplacement and forgetfulness. Should we, um, if we get, let's say we get three gift cards for the holidays or for birthdays or whatever, is it important? Do you you need to somewhere make a separate record of the number on those cards, the numbers, so that if you misplace the card itself, you can still go to the retailer and uh, get a new one? Well, it might be hard to get a new physical one, but if you, a lot of times, if you put these gift cards onto your online accounts, onto your Amazon account, onto your Target account, it stays with you forever. You don't need to keep resetting it. I Even see. if you don't make a purchase the moment that you're putting it in, it should stay on your account forever. So that's you know, I, what I think the smartest thing would to be, is especially if it's a, a store that you frequent, that you already have an account at, put this on. It's like, it's like uh, inputting new credit card details. It stays on your account. So it's like just putting a cash deposit into my account that I can spend at a later date. Exactly. Oh, I like that idea. That would make it much easier for consumers because then you, you it's easier to keep track of for one thing. You don't have to worry about losing it. So, uh, and then you should hang on to them, keep them in the mind that they're just like cash, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, and anybody could redeem it. You don't even, you could even give someone a gift card that someone gave to you, I suppose. Absolutely. You can redeem that any way you would like. You can give it to a friend, et cetera. So that can go toward anyone's account. 
That's called regifting, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Jill, thank you so much. Again, the website is wallethub.com. Anything particular consumers need to uh, to search for at the site? This is wallethub.com's best gift cards. We just updated it for 2018. Excellent. Well, it's really got some great advice, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed reading and learned a lot, which is important. Thank you, Jill. You've been listening to Of Consuming Interest. My guest has been Jill Gonzalez. She is a an analyst for WalletHub.com. I'm Shirley Rooker. You can reach me at Shirley at CallForAction.org. Thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.